Hello, and my name is Claude, and welcome to the Claude's SNO National and International Campaign Podcast. You are listening to Season 2, Episode 5, and our guest today is Emmanuel Emine. I'm feeling pretty good. And so, uh, my name is Emmanuel Enemé, and I am the character coach. And who I am really isn't so important, but what is important is what I came to give. And it starts out with this. I came to give people the mindset in order for them to make it through this life. And the mindset is this, that I am going to have joy during the difficult times in life. And I am still going to remain pleasant and people are going to enjoy being around me as I am going through the difficult times because that's how strong my joy is. And so yeah. it's, a pos- it's, it's an absolutely possible place for everybody on the planet to get to. And I reference these two women often, Amy Carmichael and Gladys Elward. <clears throat> both, of, both of them, are, sorry, my screen looks like it was trying to time out. Uh, So uh, both of them are good examples of women who had that mindset. One lived in, what was that, uh, the mid-1800s to early 1900s. She moved from the UK, I believe Ireland, to India to go work to go serve and to a large part of her work uh, involved her um, rescuing uh, very young children, young women uh, from um, a difficult life working as a temple slave. And if you go and look at her story, you'll see, oh my goodness, this this woman had that strength of character to the point where people are still celebrating the joy that she put into the into her community in India. And then Gladys Elward, her journey is whew, absolutely, absolutely interesting. And so she she was going out one night with friends in London and then she got lost in the crowd and ended up in a church. And so in that church, she heard the word of God and she was saved. And then her life changed. And then it was put upon her heart 
she had this desire to go to China. She tried to go through um, a traditional uh, mission, or traditional mission uh, group, but she didn't meet the qualifications. And so she ended up going on her own. And there was one missionary out there that she was going to go meet. And her journey just to get there, because <laughs> she, she took a plane, I'm sorry, she took a train yeah. from the UK all the way to, she made it as far as uh, Russia. And she had to get off of the train in the middle of the night because the train would not go any further because there was um, uh, fighting ahead. I forgot. I, I can't remember if the Russians were fighting maybe the Japanese or the Chinese. I can't remember. Mm. But okay. she had to get off the train. And she walked in, in the dark, in the cold, in the snow, back to the last train stop to go to the town there. And when she gets to that town, they tried to to kidnap her and uh, mm. to influence her to stay. But she eventually got out, found her way onto a boat, and then went to China. Mind you, there ain't no cell phone. There ain't no email, right? Yeah. And so this young woman is going on absolute courage. She is running on uh, persistence and, mm. and motivation. And so when she gets there and she meets the, the elderly missionary um, in the town where she needs to, uh, to work, yeah. it's not, at least it wasn't this, oh, joyous meeting. It was a little bit of tension. So it's like, I just took this whole journey to get here, it was difficult. And then the woman that I meet is, is not like jumping for joy whenever I arrive. And so, but that's okay. She had that persistence and she kept going. She's yeah. motivated, absolutely motivated to continue to spread help to people uh, in, in China. And there are other things in her journey. Uh, for example, the so after she had got integrated into the community, uh, the village that she uh, was sent to, yeah. she she got to know the the leadership of the village, and there was one yeah. point where she got called to go to a prison to sort out, I'll call it a riot in the prison. This woman is like five foot tall. Oh, wow. And, and they called her to go to a man's prison to go sort mm -hmm. out, because apparently one of the prisoners had gotten an ax and um, he, he had killed like one or two prisoners and the guards couldn't controlled the situation. So they called mm -hmm. her to go into the prison to sort out the situation. And so imagine what could be going through a person's mind in such a situation. Mm. A person could be thinking, okay, if I die here, 
these people could completely cover up uh, the incident and nobody would know um, what, what happened here. My family would not know. And basically I would just die out here in this men's prison. And, but what does she do? She goes into the prison, she walks up to that prisoner and she tells him about the ax, give that to me. And he gave her the ax and then she helped uh, institute a little bit of prison reform in that prison because she's like, yeah, it would be more ideal if they had some sort of hope or some sort of stuff, uh, activities uh, to do. Yeah. And so um, with that said, it's absolutely possible for people to- And thank you. And thank you for sharing that. So, cause that's the main fact is that I think that is just an example of someone going into a situation and of course not knowing what to expect. And then of course dealing with it in a way that made the situation, avoid the situation from going into some escalation. So what I would say as well is what would your words of advice be for the current situation or if you had the kind of, way of kind of talking to a leader and of how they needed to deal with peace? Um, so let me try and understand your question. So you're asking, mm. how, would, how would I provide advice to someone who is in some sort of leadership position? Yeah. Okay, to help. So The only advice that I could provide is something that I have experienced myself. And so I could say, I was in this similar situation and I did this, 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 and this, and these are my results. This is what helped me mm. consider uh, using something that I presented to you, uh, whatever advice that might be, uh, consider using it. Um, and if not, I, I'll say prayers for you and I hope that you get the wisdom to uh, figure out how to uh, handle whatever tough situation uh, that might be occurring. So I'll give an example of, of that process of giving somebody advice based on wisdom that I learned after going through a particular situation. So, okay, I laugh because uh, it's always funny to think about. So when I was in, so this was August of this uh, past year. So God told me to go to Germany in the month of August. And one of the things that he had me doing in Germany was approaching random strangers on the street and getting over my fear of having small talk conversations getting over my fear and worry about being rejected and accepting rejection and 
forgiving whenever uh, uh, whenever I would get rejected. And so I was doing that often, often, often in Germany until I earned courage from um, from the experience. And so something else that he, that he had me do was I had to start singing in public. And at one point I had to go into one of the main squares in Munich, in uh, Marienplatz in Munich. Mm. And I had to sing <laughs> the, the German version of the happy birthday song. And, oh, wow. it, and so it's, it's a kid friendly version and, or, or excuse me, I guess it was made for kids just to be very funny. And it goes like this. Marmalade, I am sure. Marmalade, I am sure. Apricosa in the hosa. Marmalade, I am sure. And so what that translates wow. to is marmalade in the shoe, marmalade in the shoe apricots in the pants, marmalade in the shoe. So it's a, it's, it's a silly and fun <laughs> It's a silly Thank and you fun. for sharing. It's, it, you've got a great boy. Thank you for sharing. Oh, thank you, Kanye. Thank you, Kanye. Um, but it's, it's a fun song, but so something I learned in that process was that one of the things that was holding me back was my worry about the potential opinions of other people. So I'm like, oh, this person's gonna laugh at me or, or they're gonna look at me strange or they're gonna think I'm crazy. And so that, I noticed that and I'm like, okay, that's limiting. And then God helped me learn a little bit more. And he helped me learn and realize that well, a lot of people encounter um, such a situation where they're worried about the opinions of other people drives their action or their inaction. So, for example, um, somebody maybe was driven to buy a house that they should not have bought. Um, because they were worried about the opinions of other people. And so they were worried like, oh, people are going to look down on me um, or people are going to think I haven't made it if I don't have this type of house. Hmm. And so that's an example of a person's opinions, or excuse me, a person worried about the opinions of other people driving yeah. them to uh, an unideal action. And then on the other side, or I guess I'll add to that. So, and this happens with young ladies a lot um, or a similar is situation. Or the human race in general as well. Well, so I'm gonna, speak of, I'm gonna speak of a specific point that, mm. so a young lady sees all of her friends around her getting married and having kids. Okay. And maybe her friends start to make slights 
and make small jokes about, oh, you're not there yet, or her family is putting her under pressure. And so she's worried about her standing, her status in the community. And so that emotional concern starts to affect her logical planning. And mm. she will see in a man things that are not there to the point where yeah. she's thinking, I gotta get, I just gotta get married so I can get them off of my back. And so this is, it's a big thing. It's a big thing that a lot of people um, get caught up in worrying about the opinions or the potential opinions of other people. Yeah. And so yeah. I, the reason why I say this uh, or, or tell you this uh, story is because, so I went through a process to get to the point where I could uh, sing more confidently in public. And so mm -hmm. I learned, okay, I have this limiting factor, that limiting factor. Uh, I learned this is a good song to sing. That's a good song to sing. If I don't sing, uh, I guess, bass, my voice will crack. <laughs> and mm -hmm. so, like, I mean, just learn these things. And so now, or I should say, moving forward in the future, this will be a character training exercise that I will offer. And so mm -hmm. now to apply this to a leader, um, whoever they might be, whatever area they might be leading in. So if I wanted to give them some advice on a situation that, uh, that they might be facing or, or about to face or struggling with, yeah. uh, then I would look into my tool chest of things that I have done and mm -hmm. wisdom that I have learned and then yeah. let them know, hey, I was in a similar -ish situation this is what occurred. This is some things that helped me resolve that situation. Very interesting. And you would say that I think that's in mind of what you just said, life is a lesson. We always are learning. And I think it's also very interesting because I think there is quite a lot of introverts or, you know, individuals that may feel nervous but nerves are natural what I've learned and I don't know if you would agree that I think would you say from your own nerves it made you how 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 did you kind of deal with those nerves within the situation would you say did you, would, would you did you feel empowered by it or did you kind of feel nervous oh I definitely felt nervous um yeah. but it came down to it's almost like it, it Maybe the best way to put it is that it's like bite your tongue and and push through. Yeah. And so it took that again and again and again and again and again uh, to like keep going, keep going, because at some point you're going to get over this fear, this this worry yeah. of uh, being rejected by strangers on the street, and you'll get over so an additional thing that I discovered is that part of the reason why 
I was worried about getting rejected by a stranger is because there's that feeling within me that, hey, you know what? This is going to lower my status in society because, oh, other people see me get rejected and they're going to look down on me. And so that was, that was a very important thing to get victory over. It's like, why am I worried about my status in society? Mm. And so why is, why is that um, driving me to inaction? Mm. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that's, that's just one of those additional things that I learned that was holding me back from doing a lot of things. And so, uh, thankfully for God pushing me outside of my comfort zone, I was like, get out there, get out there. <laughs> um, and like constantly pushing me to the point where it's like, okay, all right, you know what? That thought of fear, that thought of worry, it's like, I hear you, but I'm moving forward. Um, yeah. Because I know that this is going to uh, benefit other people um, because there's something that I'm learning here. And additionally, I'm not going up to talk to people about junk. Uh, it's one, to add joy to a person's day. Uh, two, to also uh, help them have a joyful mindset in general. Mm. And what but, would your advice? What would your advice be? Sorry to interrupt. What would your advice be for the individuals that are not really believers, and of course, could consider being a believer, but I think they have those challenges because of the kind of I don't know exclusions that they feel from religion. What would your advice be for those individuals? So, I would tell them watch and see so what does that mean so watch me live out my life watch another believer live out their life and like but, but watch closely and understand what's happening and and ask questions to find out well why did you do that or how did you get the ability to uh, to forgive in that situation? Or how did you stay patient in that situation? So, so watch and see, and, and see, is there something that you, that you have witnessed in yeah. my daily behavior that makes you say, hmm, okay, maybe I was looking at belief from, one perspective, but now that I see belief being acted out in a different perspective, maybe yeah. that um, maybe that might change uh, my mind, or maybe I there is something to learn here, and that's one of those absolutely absolutely vital things that I learned. Um, in my journey to to even come to this uh, to this 
discussion today is that, you know what? It's important to, uh, to hear people uh, from all different walks of life. It's important to hear people who are in opposition to what you might be saying. And for example, like something in the States, Democrats, Republicans, liberals, conservatives, it's important to listen and hear what the other side is saying. So to be patient, because there's something in that communication. Yeah. And so it comes down for me, and this is again something that worked well, or I shouldn't even say well. Um, I, I can't even give a word to describe it. It was absolutely vital in order for me to find myself and to find my, uh, to discover my God-given purpose, which one of my God-given purposes is to help you defend your joy. Mm. And thank you very much. Right. And also, what's your, why do you think, I don't know if you might have a question, uh, answer for this, but why do you think they have a lack of ability to listen? And what do you think could be an improvement in that area? A lack in of your personal ability view? to listen. Um, I would say hearing others out, that takes practice. It's, it's not just a matter of I'm going into a conversation, or just, a, just a, a normal conversation. That takes uh, practice um, and a particular mindset, um, extreme patience, forgiveness. Um, learning how to squeeze in a, a safe joke, because sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, conversations can be uh, tense, tense sometimes. And yeah. so and, uh, figuring out, okay, well, I understand that this is a tense conversation, but let me find a way to, I heard someone say this once, laughter shortens the distance between people. And so it's like finding some sort of small humor uh, to, to dismantle the tension in a conversation. And so that is a strategy. That is something that needs to be learned and practiced. And this is something additional that, uh, that I will be offering sometime uh, in the future. Um, that's a strategy to be able to, uh, to be patient and hear someone out on whatever, um, whatever grievance they might have. Mm. Yeah. I would love to ask you, um, what's your favorite psalm from the Bible? What's my, favorite, what's my favorite psalm? psalm? I have to say Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Uh, I, I love that. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. 
And so the, the joy that that song gives me is, is this. It's like, it's not saying that, or at least I don't see it as saying that, oh, God is going to feed you cakes for the rest of your life and you are just going to be chill, twiddling your thumbs, writing poems, stories, and painting. Uh, but it's more so during the difficult times, yeah. you can still feel like you are lying in green pastures because you have come to trust that just as long as, and this is for me, just as long as I keep my eyes focused on God, just as long as I don't focus on my external environment and I focus on the promises that have been given, just as long as I do that, then I can lie in green pastures although bombs might be dropping around me. And so, as I mentioned before, Amy Carmichael and Gladys Elwood, it's absolutely possible for people to get to that mindset. And Gladys Elwood was in a situation where uh, bombs were dropping around her because as I understand, I believe it was, uh, because when she was in China, um, the Japanese were invading and they had dropped bombs on some uh, villages. And so, well, matter of fact, additional uh, piece to her story. So in the village she was in, abandoned kids had started coming to her and she had her own orphanage just out of nowhere. And so came a point where Japanese are invading, they have to leave town. And so uh, she also had a price on her head. And because she was uh, acting uh, as a, or at least they called her a spy. And so she had to take this group of kids. As I recall, it was like 50 or 60 kids. She's the only adult. She takes them through the mountains to try and get to another village to safety. And uh, one of the villages they get to, uh, they get to the door, hopeful that they're going to get in, but the, the guard or whatever said, we don't have enough room. And so at this point, Gladys Elward, she has no contract with these kids. She technically doesn't owe them anything. She could have said... I'm done, boom, I'm going back to the UK. I'm going back to England. She could have easily did this. At any point, she didn't have to take in the kids, um, but she did to, to help and to nurture. And so she kept going on the journey with the kids and they eventually got to a village that, um, that brought them in. And so that, that courage that existed in this 
think she was five foot tall, as I recall from the documentary. It's like, look, you could get there too. Uh, watch and watch and see that that mindset is possible and watch and see other people who are still joyful in the difficult times and see what you can learn from them and see maybe expand your perspective and it's possible it worked it's worked for me i've expanded my perspective significantly in this life and and because of that and uh, and understanding the grievances yeah. of other people it's yeah. like okay well you know what this has helped me and and i am completely confident it'll help other people climb thank you so the, much for sharing yeah. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. so beautiful and i just want to ask um what's your outlook for the future what do you I asked some. I asked my previous guest this answer, uh, que question: Do you, would you believe that we are able to live in a world of peace? I can't answer that question. Um, yeah, that's the best response that I can I can give. Thank you. I'm hopeful, but mm. then answering that question, I, I, that's a question I can't answer. Yeah. That's fine. What I was also going to ask is, do do you have any inspirations or any kind of uh, people that have in mind you other than like, other than the wonderful individuals that you shared at the beginning? Wait, ask that again. Are there any other people that I know that have that mindset? Oh, um, oh yeah. So. There are other people that, uh, let's see, what was his, I think his name was Samuel Harris. Wait, 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 no, 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 no. Oh, okay. I, I can't remember. But so he came from, <laughs> it's funny, but he came from Africa and he was a missionary mm. to America. And this was, as I recall, this was in the 1800s or 1900s uh, that this happened. But I can't remember his. Wait, is it okay if I if I look it up? Uh, or you can, have... or you can just explain. You can explain the story if you want to. So, okay. So, as I recall, um, he he was the son of a chief in a village in Africa, and at one point he had to go to another village and he was tied up to a post in that, um, in that village. And they were, as I recall, physically abusing him. Mm. And so there came a, a point where, yeah, I believe they were beating him in some way, shape or form. There came a point where he was able to escape and he ran. And so where he ran to uh, was a, a, a missionary. And 
it was there that he started to learn uh, things about uh, about Christianity because he didn't know before. And so as he learned, he got hungrier and hungrier. And <laughs> this is one of the funny parts of his journey. So boom, it was locked in his mind. I got to go to America. Okay, so the person, the missionary he was talking to, uh, she said at one point, I don't have any more um, wisdom uh, for you in regards to the Holy Spirit. So I learned this from, and she gave the name, uh, and he lives in America. And so uh, young, Sa young Samuel, I can't remember the last name, he was like, okay, I have to go to America. <laughs> and she thought it was a joke, but eventually, he went to America. And so part of that journey, he was down in the docks and there was someone who owned a ship and he asked the guy who owned the ship, hey, can you take me, to, or excuse me, I get there, we're going to America. And he's like, hey, can I come with you? And the guy's like, no, like, no. Um, and so what happened was, um, so they were supposed to leave on a, at a certain date, but some of the crew jumped ship. And so, and so the, the captain of the ship was like, well, this kid wanted to come so I could bring him on board and he could work since they jumped ship. And so he gets on board and he's very helpful and, and witnessing to people and letting that joy from within affect other people like you know because joy happiness being contagious and there was one point where uh, one of the guys on the ship was very aggressive one of the crew was very aggressive and i think he had pulled out a sword and uh, and this young man uh, from africa had stopped him from i guess um killing someone else on the ship. And then at one point, um, at one point, something happened between him and the captain. And so the captain had come into the room where he was at, and he was ready to start hitting uh, Samuel. And so uh, Samuel dropped to his knees and started praying. And then at that point, the captain, uh, his his heart was changed. I guess, um, well, yeah, God worked in that situation. And so by the time they got uh, to the States, um, the captain had gave his life to God. And and so that's what I, that's one of the things that I mean by let, um, Let people see God working through you. And so let people see like, oh, okay, this guy, he's, he's been patient, he's been gentle, he's been calm, he's been loving. And although I was about to beat him, he dropped down to his knees and started praying. And so it's like, like yeah, that's, 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 that's not normal human behavior. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, and so that acts in ways to, to help 
people see, hey, you know what? There's something about this person. There's something about that person uh, that I think could benefit my life. And especially the ability to forgive. That's a big yeah. one. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a very big one. And would that be one of your words of advice would be for forgiveness and what other three, three, three words of motivation would you give the world right now in this challenging moment and difficult time for some? I would say walk down the street, smile at a stranger, and mm. if you got the courage, sing a song also. Um, because as, as I may mention before, joy is contagious. And yeah. if you can spread that to other people, it's a good thing. And it's very important because it's possible that the world is only going to become a darker place. And yeah. so it's important for people's lights, that joy to shine in the middle of the darkness. Thank you so much. And yeah, that was amazing. And it was a pleasure to have you on. And